Recording! I am recording. Damn, hey, hey, check one, two. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Derek. Derek. It's good. It's Welcome good. back. Oh boy, so Derek, it's been a while, brother. I am um, channeling. I'm channeling my inner Derek. Mm-hmm. On my podcast, I'm starting to do a dad joke yes. at the end of every episode. So after the music goes out, I do a dad joke. Mm-hmm. I did my first one last week, and uh, I already had a couple people in the <laughs> pink. <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> Which is the exactly the response that I If you're had. confusing them, you're you're they're falling in love. That's what I try to say. That's how, that's how you build followers. You confuse yep. the shit out of them. <laughs> and they just really, they want to come back. Like I gotta figure out what he's talking about. What, yeah. what is this dude doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was going too. Do you want to hear the joke? I'd love to. All right, you ready? We'll start this podcast with this joke. Um, <laughs> it, it'll tie the whole thing together. Every time. Oh shit. The end. Your podcast, the joke from that podcast starts this <laughs> podcast, and then you can just do a loop. All right, you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. You know the, the last words my grandpa said to me before he kicked the bucket? No. Hey, kid. Watch how hard and kick this bucket. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a long overdue start of the school year episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Derek. Welcome back, everybody. Howdy, partner. Amen. Derek, we took our summer break and we're back. Kids are back in school. We got our Fridays back. Yes, it's indeed. quiet. Oh, it's wonderful. I don't have kids yelling at me that they want a snack. <laughs> I don't have, um, what else am I just yelling at me? <laughs> Yelling at each other, <laughs> yelling about their stupid video game not working. Um, everything is back to normal, peace and quiet. Amy's yelling at me about like you know, stop talking so loud in meetings. But you know, at least it's not kids screaming about wanting a snack. So there you go. I'm back. Welcome back. It's good welcome to have you. Back. Welcome Remember back. Welcome back. Ooh, I'll put welcome that at the Cotter. beginning of the episode. A little welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Welcome back, Cotter. That's a little uh, Nick at Night. Yeah. Back in the day. We put anyway. enough We put enough copyrighted material in here. I don't think anybody's going to find us, Jeremy. I don't think, I don't think you're going to find us. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody's listening. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> I got to a even few. turn us in. <laughs> Although, you know, I was talking to our number one fan, Doug Poirier. A shout oh, out Doug to Doug Poirier. Poirier. Number one fan. He, was, he looked at me and said, I don't like telling you this, but I'm a little miffed. I'm a little frustrated. I haven't had oh, my wow. podcast in uh, no. a few weeks and so this is really gonna this is really gonna whet his whistle what a whistle um, you know uh, whistle. oh chris chris me i saw chris chris me the other day yeah uh, maybe not as big a fan as, as doug but he's up there and yeah. he was telling me he went on a road trip he was listening to some uh to some retro time fucking hey man so that's good I'm so we got about. a lot of, a lot of people looking for get the retro time fix and we're back we got it man so derek what the hell have you been up to for the last two, <laughs> two months, three months, whatever the hell it has been? Well, uh, I traveled to the, the summit of Kilimanjaro. Uh, Did you and at really? the top, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We went on a big mountain climbing trip. Hey, too. At the top, I, uh, I sat down. Uh, I put a blanket out, and I sat down. It was just me. Split the blanket out. 
kneeled down, okay. sort of like, yeah, oh yeah. And I was like, I had to go on a, a trek, you know, you had to find yourself. And you could sit down and I crossed my legs and I closed my eyes and I felt myself start to kind of rise a little bit. I looked in the sky and I thought, I fucking left something on at home. I fucking left something on. I was about to reach enlightenment. <laughs> And I fucking left something on, so I had to go all the way back. Uh, you had to go back. Oh, man, um, all the way to Tanzania. All the way yeah, it was, it was a long trip. It was a long trip. Uh, my feet were a little swollen on the flight, but other than that, mm. good ride. Um, you know. Other than that, other than that, because that really happened. <laughs> other than that, um, I had a nice summer. We went to New Orleans once. Ooh, nice. Um, and it was the, it, the hottest possible time yeah, yeah, it's, of it's the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous now, but at that time it was like we were reaching record heats. Why would why did you do that to yourself? It, well, we had the trip already planned, mm, and we did yeah. it last year around this time, and it wasn't nearly as bad. It was fine. Um, terrible. I mean, the trip was <laughs> nice. We met met our family, and I, I hung out with the the boys from Star Select. Shout out Star Select. Oh hell yeah! Um, and we jammed and we had fun. Met uh, you know some of our old buddies, but yeah, dude, it was hot as. Uh, it was hot as the devil's bunghole, as they say. You know what I mean? Okay. That, that that line wasn't for the kids. I'm gonna have to, uh, have to the old the old devil's <laughs> bunghole. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we we do our New Orleans trip uh, in uh, around Easter, so we do. That's smart. Uh, yeah, smarter than me. Home, all the kids' birthdays and stuff, and then we do a uh, we do a crawfish boil. That's and so that's we go the home smart that, way to do it. It's not too hot. You know, it's still getting a little hot. Getting a little hot mm-hmm. <laughs> around Easter time in New Orleans. But, you know, it's not 110 degrees, uh, burn your ass, uh, kind of hot. <laughs> so, you know, that's when we do our New Orleans trip. We stop going home every other, whatever other times of the year because, uh, you know, it's kind of miserable <laughs> driving all the yeah. way to all those goddamn kids. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? What you been up to over the past what couple What have I been months? up to? I don't even know. We, um, man, well, Screaming Kids, uh, I got, I think I talked about that That's one, one of those things. Um, yeah. We did go, we did a trip. We did uh, a trip to Michigan, Derek. Oh yeah. So one of the big one of the things that I think I miss the most about living down in the Gulf Coast is the access to beautiful beaches. Yes, indeed. And um, when we moved up to Ohio or Cincinnati, you know, Kentucky area, we were like, you know, uh, we're just going to have to drive 15 hours to Florida. We're going to have to suck it up and deal with it because there's nowhere else to go. Last year we tried to do like Lake uh, Lake Huron. Uh, mm-hmm. No, sorry, we went to Huron, Ohio, but Lake Erie. Yeah. And um, it wasn't that nice. That's <laughs> yucky. Honest. That's I mean, a yucky lake. It wasn't terrible, but it certainly was no Florida-type beaches. But this year, this summer, accidentally, we didn't even really plan it. It was just kind of a last-minute thing. We went to Michigan, Derek. And we Beautiful. went to a little, a, little, uh, a little place called South Haven. Mm-hmm. Very Florida. Very got that kind of coastal vibe. Although, you know, it's kind of, I mean, it's not like a, it's a, it's a, it's a lake coast. It's not a, a beach, you know, an ocean coast. A very coastal vibe felt a lot like Florida had a very kind of Florida 30A vibe, you know, going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you what, we'll go back every year now. Beautiful beaches too, man, like awesome, sandy, man. and it's on Lake Michigan, so it's you know, it, like it feels like an ocean. Like the waves are pretty big and stuff. So it was uh, it was fun, man. But no salt, no salt water, and uh, no sharks. You know, Fantastic. so you don't have to worry about burning your eyes or getting eaten by a shark. That's it's a beautiful a thing about Lake Michigan. That's two. That's two things. I, that's two things. I keep me up at night. <laughs> that's, right. that's perfect. And that's I know right. you know. I had a friend that he messaged me. Um, you know, I think it was like the day before we were supposed to. You know, make it to that uh, to a vacation. And we, as a family, had a serious discussion. It it was like 
It was like DEFCON 4 about how close we were to attend this particular very good friend's uh, <laughs> impromptu. It was Jeremy. I'm hey! just kidding, everybody. Uh, so, everybody. So everybody out there listening probably know what we're talking about. We found this like compound because <laughs> it was like so last minute. It was like one of the only things we could get. And it was probably way more than we, we should have spent, but uh, great great deal if you had you know filled all the beds. But for the four <laughs> of us, it was probably way overpriced. But anyway, it was like four little cabins that were all around this like fire pit hot tub area with um, this little outdoor patio with like uh, they had ping pong tables and and they had a pickleball court and uh, beautiful little cabins, very 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 nicely equipped. Um, Anyway, so that was, uh, yeah, last minute, and we were just like, we got all the space. Let's call some people. <laughs> we called you first. We called a couple other people, and nobody else wanted to go. And, <laughs> it's uh, so, it was, just, it was the know, last was minute fun. deal. We were yeah. that close. That close. Yeah, it was I'm fun. telling it was you, dude. We were like real four close. four hours from us. Well, actually, closer to y'all, because you guys live like 45 minutes north of us. So uh, probably like three hours for y'all. I think we the reason why we decided not to go is we had just gotten back from a long Michigan vacation. Yeah, and they're like, kids, you wanna get back? If it was just me and Catherine, like we'd have been gone. Yeah. I'd have called my my work up, you know. You don't know where I work, but I called yeah. my work up um uh and told him. So <laughs> what's what? That's it. That's all you gotta do. All right, Derek. So that was our summer. Uh glad to be back. Back yeah. in the swing of things. Hopefully we can get some of these episodes out every week again. Yeah, and, I think uh, we'll be everybody good. out there just been you know itching for their retro time fix. We are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back. So welcome, welcome back to what is it, season four, five, something like that. Yes, yeah, that's right. We were going to very early on. We we're going to do seasons, and we <laughs> yeah. just never told the audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just you know, yeah. whatever. You get, All right, well, you get this is season you get five. We call it season five. For this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Well, they're paying. They're good. They're hard earned time. You know, just be happy you get anything. Yeah, so it's money's more important. Time's more important than money. That's right. Um, to some. Not to me. That's true. Give me, give me your money. Yeah, give me your money. Uh, I'll take your money. I did want to say one thing because it's new and I got to tell you about it. Tell me. I have started coaching soccer. Ooh. Now little, it's little for little guys. Youth yeah, soccer. Youth We're talking soccer. U7, U8. They call gotcha. it U7, U8. That means because gotcha. you're seven, you're eight. I think that's why they say it like that. Um, <laughs> when you play soccer at that age, you're seven, you eight. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. So I go, I go online. I have to take these courses, you know, don't hurt the kids, whatever. Don't touch the kids. I get it. Right. Don't all that shit. And then I do that. I do everything I need to do. And I'm the head coach, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I said, this is a big responsibility. Big responsibility. I don't even know how fucking soccer works. I don't even know. I know there's a goal. I know you don't touch, don't use your hands. I think I don't use your hands most of the time. That's what I know. (laughs) And I have all these plays lined up that I'm going to do. Like, uh, what, drills and things like that. I get there. Kids are running crazy. Oh my They're God. going crazy. One's just, he just constantly <laughs> sliding in while I'm talking. He's just running around, comes sliding in. Yep. And I looked at my assistant coach and I was like, this is not what I thought it was going like, to be, sure even though everyone to told him? me. <laughs> and she was a teacher and she was, she's like, she's like, everyone, blah, blah, blah. And they all just line up. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh my How God, you, you saved that? me. I was going to be a little puddle <laughs> on the floor. And then we had another practice and then everyone's all about it. Like the kids are all about it, except for this one kid. Ironically, the son of the assistant coach wants nothing to do with this oh, soccer yeah. stuff. Well, that's because it's her mom. Her yeah, got to be, got to be. Yeah, um, so 
it's been a journey, and I'll keep you updated on uh, our wins and losses. Yeah, please do. I want to hear. Uh, we tried to do soccer with our kids, and uh, Linus was into it. Uh, Arlo, though, he like had no interest in actually participating. He just wanted to run around, pick flowers. Uh, we would bring snacks for for them because we had to go straight there after school before dinner, so they were always hungry. And mm-hmm. all Arlo wanted to do was eat snacks, <laughs> and uh, he refused to play. He just wanted to sit down and eat snacks. So I said, you know what? Guess what? I'm not paying for this again next year. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> no more soccer. I, I tried it. We'll try it again when you're. Oh, like it's 10. snacker. Yeah, and then the yeah. next year, Linus wanted to do it, and it, it ended up being like like a practice on a weeknight and a game every Saturday. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this two days a week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I want my Saturdays. I don't want, I don't know. I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> That's we, we exactly kinda, our schedule. Uh, yeah, we kind of like <laughs> half talked Linus out of it. We were like, you sure you want to do this? You know, that's like, okay, we already so, do like Cub Scouts and stuff. So I hope nobody hears this that is part of LYSA, <laughs> which is the group that sets this up. But there was a moment where... Catherine went up to Remy. She's like, buddy, you don't really want to do soccer, do you? Because we found out how much I had to do. I had to do these trainings and stuff. And I was like, Catherine, I don't want to do this. And and she went up to Remy. And he was like, no, that's fine. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I don't want to do it. And then, so we went went inside. I was like, oh my God, I might have just gotten out of it. I might have just gotten out of coaching. Then we go inside and she, I was like, I feel bad about this. Just ask him again. Say, and don't ask him in the negative way. Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't really want to do this. Question, like, go yeah. to him and say, wouldn't it be fun to do soccer? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I want to do soccer as long as daddy's coaching. Oh, and I was like, no. oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so you like, you know, uh, I'm not doing it this year. But then I sorry. fucking embraced it. You know, I just embraced it. I was like, I'm going to be a soccer coach guy. And I'm doing it. Um, the only other update that's important for the fans is uh, my son. Well, one thing about my son, Remy. He's really into Star Wars right now. Oh. Try to tell him. Uh-oh, watch it's out. Not, it's not the right <laughs> one. But we, I mean, we, we're getting there. We're getting there. But So we have, uh, we have Jedi training every evening where Jedi I have training. to actually play the role of his master. And we is do this like... an official thing or is this It's official thing. He, he, oh, yeah, I made it up. I made this okay. shit up. Um, <laughs> and, yes, and then we go on missions where we have to go fight. Like yesterday, Darth Vader had oh. uh, Yoda uh, kidnapped. And we had to go fight all the guys. He's that. having the best time with it. Um, and the other important thing is a b-ball update. Because, I mean, oh, this is something you, you would... You would yeah, b-ball you, update. We're never going to get to the topic. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. I don't care. Um, I went... So, Doug and I, we're not going to a gym, okay, Ooh, to play okay. basketball. Because it was too hot. And there's a nice gym near Doug. So, we drove in there. First time we went, get there. There are two groups of people already playing. They're playing one-on-one. One... Mm-hmm. Is a these guys are probably six eight six nine just playing. They look tired as hell, but they were just like giant human beings. And the other were like sixteen year old boys, like just like like they've been running all day. They still jump on the trampoline every day. They're just kids. Yeah, and they're playing really well. Doug goes, "Hey, why don't we go ask those guys?" Pointing to the six eight guys. Why don't we go ask those guys if they want to play two on two? I was like, "Doug, you're out of your fucking mind." Like. That won't even be fun. And he looked at me and he goes, I'm really disappointed in you. I was like, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Why'd you think I'm that? disappointed in I didn't say that. Of course I didn't. But Doug, Doug has the heart of a lion. And you know what he said? He told me something. He said, that's not the Derek that I know. Oh, Derek no. that I know sees no enemy he can't <laughs> at least get destroyed by. And so, oh. it, honestly, it taught me a lesson. Never again, Doug, if you're listening to this, and I know you are. Don't go play with them. Never again will I back down from an enemy nor oh, wow. okay. an opponent. All right? That was for Doug. 
All, all right. right. So, all right, there you go. Right, and, I just wanted uh, to let you, you know, know, Doug. The, Doug, the uh, <laughs> the iron has been cast, as it's as they say, um, and the sword has been laid down. Let's so ride. If, uh, if Derek doesn't show up for podcasting one day, I'll know he got his he got pummeled by two like twelve foot tall dudes because Doug. Put him up <laughs> yeah, <there>. right. <laughs> well, at least I'll be able to sit down. Hopefully, I'll be able. I don't even, you can't use my legs because <laughs> it would be all broken. So, did you guys not huh. end up playing them? I guess. I guess not. we played the teenagers, and okay. uh, they, they it was. Uh, uh, we, uh, we played. We played the teenagers. <laughs> was, I'll just say that. There was a that. game. <laughs> yeah, there was a game. Um, no, it was fun. We did okay. Oh, I love it. That's hilarious, Derek. Yeah. We'll be back. More All stories right. to come. All right. So, let's see. It is 15 minutes in. <laughs> That's good. I think... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? Hey, our real fans are listening anyway. They're the ones who... Yeah, they don't give a so shit. They, they don't yeah, give a shit. Hear Doug, talk. They love Chris, it. this one's for you. Yeah, All right. right. Uh, Derek, what do you want to talk about hey, today? Bro. Today I talk, want to talk about something I'd feel like you were talking about earlier and have a real name for, but I oh, yeah. I I have a term for it, and I call it junior-senior. Okay. okay, tell me about that. It is both, I think it's an early 2000s <laughs> dance band who play like indie dance music, junior-senior. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'll put, at the end of the episode, you're going to hear a little junior-senior says as a little t- taste, and they were great. I saw them live with my good buddy Kyle. Um, but it's like... When someone is seen as senior, like in their team or their space, but with an actually limited skill set, like more objectively, in their profession. And the, the reason I want to bring this up is because I've seen it be so difficult for folks who can't see that there are a junior-senior, mm. that they are kind of stuck in that, in that mode. And I think in some ways, we all kind of are. You know, we all kind of are a little bit maybe lacking that self-awareness to say, yeah, I can function here, but how how much would I need to ratchet up my skill set to function anywhere effectively? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So the junior, senior, that that's a term that I don't know if this is official term um, because mm-hmm. when I Googled it, I got a lot of stuff about Pokemon. <laughs> so oh, good. <laughs> maybe this is where it came from, but overleveled is the term where you are over leveled, you get leveled up past where you should be. So you are technically a junior, but you have the title of senior and all the expectations that go along with being a senior, but you can't do the actual work because in your mind, you're still a little baby junior. Mm. Well, actually, you know, funny story. This is very funny. Is it funny? Probably not, but but I'm going to say it. That is a type of, Overleveling is is an aspect of this for sure because I think there are people who can't do their job even in their current team. Mm. But what I'm kind of talking about is I'm I'm excelling in my team. Mm-hmm. I'm a senior here, but when I look at the broad scope of the organization, and if I were to jump to another team, they'd see me as a junior, or at least maybe I think that, and it right. would prevent me from making that jump. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what, uh, yeah, I think that's what overleveling is. Okay. Okay. Like from my perspective, because that's like basically you get a job somewhere um, as, you know, senior engineer, senior designer, senior designer. Right. And you do, you're, you're there, you're, you think you're this, but then, but you're not, you're actually can't do the work, Mm. you know? Um, Maybe it's a little different than we were talking about. Cause what I'm thinking about is um, somebody on the team who, who gets promoted before they should. Um, maybe you're, you know, a good example would be like when you have a very immature software team 
and there aren't really good guidelines around hiring or promotions. And I think you use this example when we were talking before, but you work at a company for a year or two and they just think, well, they've been there for two years, time to promote them to senior, you know, when they are not capable of really being a senior. And so you end up getting the job as senior and then somebody else comes along with the title of senior who actually is a senior and you, you, you know, you can't actually compare the two because one is clearly not performing at that level. And so you've been overleveled, um, and it's not always the fault of the person, right? Often it's the fault of the team, the yeah. hiring manager or the managers or the HR somebody or, you know, like um, what happens, I've seen a lot, <clears throat> and this is maybe not as much anymore, but this happened a couple of years ago with when all these tech companies were hiring like crazy. All these companies have bands, right? Mm-hmm. And the band says, you know, junior designer pays X through X, um, you know, X through Y, uh, you know, senior designer pays, you know, A through B or whatever. I'm, I'm kind of screwing up this analogy, but there's levels there. And you yeah. say, well, I want X amount of dollars. I say, well, we can't offer you that as a junior, but if you want to, you know, maybe we could bring you in as a senior and make this work uh... and we can give you the job. And so you end up getting that job at a higher level than you really should because that was your pay, your comp scale. You negotiated. You were really good at negotiating, I guess. I wish I could do that. I'm terrible at that, by the way. And And you end up getting that gig before you even... Should have, you know, and you still yeah. haven't learned all the stuff that you would make you a great developer, designer, whatever it is, product manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so you're stuck there now. And now you can't get a job anywhere else because you can't actually do the work of a senior. So you're going to end up getting, you know, you, you get a demotion um, or something like that, you know, or maybe you couldn't even get a lateral move because you, you wouldn't even hit, you know, what a senior at another company might be if, if they're more mature and have better hiring practices and can actually determine whether or not you should be at that level. You know, dude, you you bring up something that I've been thinking about a lot over the, over the past few years. You know, we have people who move up into senior roles when maybe they're not ready, but we also have a situation. I know in, in the company that I work for, it's sort of a normal thing, where they kind of force people to do the role oh my God, yes. long before they're actually so promoted to yes. test them, it seems, right. so that they don't start spending money on someone or promote them into a position. That seems like maybe the other end of the spectrum on this. Well, that is like, it, it's both bad management, in my opinion. Interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in that case, all you're doing is taking advantage of the fact that you have someone willing to do the work and willing to do the work for a lower pay. To quote yeah, unquote yeah, yeah. prove that you can do it, like no, I don't need to prove it. I'm doing the work of a senior, but you're 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 not going to promote me. Like f- fuck that. Um, and I think yeah, that to me is a, is, a, is an unethical way to hire. Personally, it's an unethical way to promote. But it also to me both of them bad management. Bad managers mm-hmm. over level. Bad managers under level. Or under or level. maybe not managers. It's because it, a lot of times it's not even the manager. I think it's the culture of the company or culture of the org that mm-hmm. says this is how we do it. You know and and a manager might not always have, you know, the say, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to take a stretch on this. Um, take this in the, in the world of uh, an analogy because over leveling, uh, reminds me of video games, right? Yeah. yeah okay. So <clears throat> if I throw Mario in, he's little Mario. Little okay. Mm-hmm. And I throw him into Mario one. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's running around. He's little Mario, but he can't hit the big blocks. Yeah. Can't break them. But now they promote him to a level where there are nothing but big blocks. He's stuck. He can't make it through. Mm-hmm. Little Mario's 
fucked. Lil Mario. He's fucked. Lil Mario. Lil Mario's screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting that you would put Mario in a situation like that. But imagine a situation like this. Mario is little Mario, but we Mario. tell him, what I'll let you do, I'll let you start breaking big blocks. And if you break big blocks long enough as little Mario, we'll make you big Mario. How's that sound? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, what's that come with? He's like, well, you get to eat a big fucking mushroom. <laughs> and, you know, who knows what's going to happen after that, but you're going to get big, real big, extra big. D- double your size. Pretty big. You're very little right now. And so he goes, runs around, bounces up, hits the blocks, tries his hardest, but he falls off a ledge because he's been trying too hard. Yep. He's tired. Yep. He's little Mario, got little legs. Little baby Mario, yep. So he tries his best. He comes back, more levels, levels up. He's big Mario again. But he realizes, I don't want to be in Mario 1 anymore. I want to be in <laughs> Mario 64. Ooh. Because I'm really, really good at being big Mario now. Like, I'm a pro at knocking big blocks. That's what being a big Mario is all about. Yeah. He goes, tries to join Mario 64. What comes? <laughs> what happens? The big, uh, the big chomp chain. Yeah. Chomp chain. <laughs> oh, your chomp you chain. You know, remember Mario. that guy? I remember the And then he tries, to, he, tries to, he tries to get the Goomba, but the Goomba is 3D. He mm, can't hit him because he he's just him. jumping around in 2D. He's a little, he's a little 2D. He's, he's not prepared. <laughs> so that level of jumping Mario from Mario 1 to Mario 64 is the junior-senior concept that I'm like honing in mm, on. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The one where he goes from little Mario to big Mario, I think is that over leveling concept mm-hmm. that you're you're focusing on. Yeah. I, I know what I'm talking about isn't a new thing, but I've seen yeah. it. The fear, imagine if imagine if big Mario was so afraid to go 3D because he thought it was totally different. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he might actually have a lot of skill sets that the other 3D characters don't have. You know, he could go into that world and hide between walls. And he could go underneath stuff. You know, he might have skills yeah. that, you know, might be needed in the 3D world. I love this analogy, by the way. <laughs> I'm having a great time with it. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And, and it, it kind of concerns me sometimes when uh, a whole organization is kind of lacking mm-hmm. all overall to develop and enhance the skills of their people. That everybody, even if they become senior, they get left behind. Yeah. Everyone else that's trying to improve. And other parts of the organization are all doing crazy cool stuff. And they're just like scared to even join those teams because shit, I'm just I'm just a 2D Mario. I can't go and be a part of that, you know? Yeah. Well, so, let me ask anyway. you this. In, in your example, do you think that's a it's like a psychological barrier that people are placing on themselves? Or do you think they're actually constrained because they 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 actually can't do the work because nobody is helping them to do it in their current role? You know what I think it is? I think. You, let's say you have two two orgs. Bless you. Oh, I was going to edit this out. <laughs> oh, I, I would. I was. I'll, I'll edit this out then. I'll edit this out. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll edit that out too. I'll edit that out. Um, or it might end up at the end of the episode. We don't. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Give it a real big <laughs> sneezer. I want to hear them boogers. <laughs> All right. All right. Good one. Good one. Um, <laughs> so imagine you have a assist an organization like a, a company that has two orgs in it. Multiple. The org that builds the back office software and the org that builds the front office software, yeah. you know, whatever that means in the organization. Yep. The back office software, they're building using old technology. Ooh. They're building using processes that aren't automated. Ooh. They're building using junky old crap. Ooh. Okay? No, make goose. But the front end team and their organization 
basically stifles all innovation. If you turn them up with mm. a new idea, they're like, that's not how we do it, yo, dumb, dumb. But <laughs> the new organization is like, the way hey. we've always done it. Yeah, yeah, it's the way we've always done it. The new organization has forward-thinking folks, mm. people that are like reading, they're at least reading blogs. Listening okay? to They're time, not reading books, likely, yeah. but they're reading blogs. They're, yeah, they're spending time researching things. They're spending time, you know, they care about their people in a way to improve them and giving them opportunities to improve. So think about this. If I'm in that shitty organization and I'm a senior developer and I look at that other organization, it looks like a, it looks like a group of aliens. Yeah. But if I leave and I choose to leave and join that team, it's already set up for me to succeed. Because even if I'm not where they are, they know how to yeah, get me they're there. They're going to get you there, right? Yeah. So I think maybe it's the organization you transplant into. So it is psychological, but it's also the psycho the psychological like cage you're in was brought on by the organization that that you're in right now. Yeah. Right. It could be unlocked by the new one if they're yeah. good. Yeah. My head where I was going that was like it's almost like imposter syndrome a bit in a in a way. Yeah, maybe. Like you are you feel like you're fake, like you're 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 faking it, or you're an imposter. These other people and these other team. Oh my god! But what it comes down to is the support that your team is giving you to grow, and yeah, you right. haven't gotten it. And it's almost like Stockholm syndrome is not the right term because you recognize something is wrong. I'm sure there's some like psychological term for this, but you are afraid to leave because you you feel safe and comfortable. Do you know there's a term that they use for? people have gone through trauma or experienced sort of barriers. If you experience the same barrier over and over and over again, you can eventually take the barrier away and the person will never go past that point. Mm. A dog has a, my dog has a collar on her that when she goes past a part, right. certain point in the yard, yeah. like it gives her, it, that's not like a big shock, but it's like a little buzz. Yep. Bzz, bzz. You give this to my kids. Yeah, right. I've been thinking about it. I'm thinking about getting one for myself. Make sure I don't go anywhere I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> certain stupid, like I get Best Buy, going to Best Buy. Hey! Oh, shit. Um, so I sometimes forget to put the collar on her. She mm. never tries to get past the barrier, never right, cares. Yeah. Yeah. And the term for that is called learned helplessness. Oh, okay. It's a psychological thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a link to... Um, an episode of another podcast called You Are Not So Smart, mm -hmm. where they outline it with researchers and things. It's really cool. It's like examples and stuff. It's it's not as cool as our podcast, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. A little higher budget. So yeah, learned helplessness is, I think, that term you're looking for. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, and that it's similar, right? Like the dog is like, oh, I can't go there. I'm going to get shocked. Or I'm, you know, even if they right. don't have a thing on. And I think it's, it is very similar to the situation that you're talking about, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's sort of one of those things where you just sort of like put yourself, I feel like this is sort of something I've always thought about when I think about my career growth, you could, you could take a job that you feel totally safe, totally comfortable, you know, or you, you might have a job where you feel scared, nervous, not ready. You, you know, you, you might know a little bit, but you feel like, you know, you don't necessarily know everything. You, it, put, it makes you uncomfortable. You're, you know, you get nervous that you're not gonna be able to do it. To me, those are the jobs you should always take <laughs> because those yeah. are the ones where you're going to learn, you're going to grow. Six months, a year in, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this is easy. I don't know why I ever thought this would be hard. You know, but you could take that that sort of safe job and like never grow, never get better. You you know, you're stagnant. And I think to me, that kind of like ruins your career. 
you know, in a way. Unless you just mm-hmm. want that, which is fine. Some people, depending on where they are in life, maybe they don't want any extra stress and they just want something safe, which is totally cool. But um, generally speaking, you know, I, I like to advocate for those those roles where you feel uncomfortable. It, it makes you feel uncomfortable as if, you know, you, you might not know it all, but you need to learn some stuff and, you know, you might fail, but you're going to, you know, improve and grow and, and get better. And that's kind of maybe the, I don't know if that's necessarily the solution to this <laughs> this problem necessarily, but one thing I'm thinking about, though, makes it hard because if you are that junior senior, when you when you do go an interview, you go for a job interview that, you know, they often ask you about like, you know, or if you're a UX designer, for instance, you have to put a, you know, usually put a case study together or something and you have to show your work. And if you are actually at a level, but you shouldn't be at that level, how do you show your work to prove that you are capable of that level if you can't actually do the work? So it's like, it's kind of a paradox, I guess, in a way. How, do, how does that person who's truly like that able to convince someone that they're not? Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't have an answer. Yeah, you know, it's tricky because there, there's no there's no perfect answer that's going to make that person happy. Mm-hmm. But getting feedback that you aren't you aren't where you should be is a nice indicator that maybe you need to take some time to improve your own skill set. You know, mm-hmm. maybe tonight I won't play video games. I'll, I'm going to look up how to do that kind of design. I'm going to look up what the different colors that I should be using are, whatever it is that you need that you got stumped on in the interview. Yeah. And really try to ratchet up your skills. Sometimes it's just the indicator to make yourself better. Yeah. You know? The the other thing I think about too is just like in UX design, this is the case. I don't know if it, if what it's like in software, but if you know, I I think you we actually talked about this year a year or two ago, but like all the job descriptions are always totally different. So what you what you say, what one company says a software developer, UX designer does is often very different from what another UX designer software developer might do. And what I what I think about too is like don't get hung up on the title. It doesn't matter that you are called a senior today or a junior today or whatever. Yeah. You know, find the job where you're a good fit and find the job that pays you what you're worth. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I saw this interesting meme the other day on LinkedIn. It was like, you know, it was making a joke about, you know, junior designer senior designer, staff designer, CEO of their own company. You know, they started their own companies. They became CEO. And then they got a job at Apple and they were just designer. Yeah. So like Apple knows that you're full of shit, that you're not really C-level executive, you know, material because you started your own startup and became the quote unquote CEO. You're not going to be the CEO of Apple, you know, Mm. but you're, you're qualified to be a designer at Apple. Yeah. You know, and is that, is that not a, 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 an upward trajectory? You're probably making yeah. a lot more at Apple as a as a regular old junior designer or just a just a senior designer than you were as like principal designer at some other company, you know. So you're probably learning a lot more yeah, too. Exactly. And so I think about that. Like, don't get focused. Don't get so hung up on the title necessarily, but every every company is going to have different ideas of what those different bands are. Just find one where you're a good fit. Find one that has the the you know the salary that you're willing to take, where you can you know actually live a comfortable life or whatever life you want to live. And find that, and, and, you know, it might not be every company that's going to pay you <laughs> what you think you're worth and, you know, with the title that you want. But don't get hung up on titles. I think that's, like, the big thing, too, you know. If I go, I, you know, I'm senior staff now. If I went to get a job at, at Apple or Facebook, I probably wouldn't be senior staff. Yeah. You know, I might be staff. I might be senior, whatever. But, uh, you know, it all depends on what their expectations are of those companies. So don't get hung up on the title. I think that's, like, another thing, too, to kind of think about. Yeah. In a lot of situations, the teams, teams are different. 
and they are in different places. And that's just the reality of the situation. The, the one thing I wanted to say before we, uh, before we end this uh, wonderful discussion. So soon? Is, we don't have to. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at the time. Um, I, I, could, I could just do this all day. Um, that learned helplessness, that feeling that you're not good enough to, to you know, uh, branch out or expand, it makes it really hard to transform an organization with a bunch of people in your organization that feel that way. Yeah. Because they're all stuck. So if you replace the barrier, which maybe was that big CIO, that big bad CIO, they still feel like he's there. Mm -hmm. And they're going to operate the same way, even right. if you tell them to stop operating that way. Yeah. Many leaders don't understand this. And What's I've that? been through it. What was, the, what was the term you used before? Learned helplessness. Learned helplessness. That's like, yeah, yeah right? Like the CEO leaves yeah. or CIO leaves or whatever, and, and those people still act, act the same they way. act as like they he's there the, or she's there. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And there, there's a, um, you know, you mentioned something earlier too. Uh, and speaking of Taylor Swift, uh -oh. who I've been um, delightfully uh, introduced to, where that's all that ever gets played anywhere in this house. Um, over the past few months. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, if you never bleed, you're never going to grow. She said that in her song, mm. The One, off the Evermore album, I believe. I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Wonderful track. Probably her best work. Um, penultimate, you might mm. say. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's just, it's hard on everybody if we have people in the organization that feel like they can't grow. So it's... Um, if you're a junior senior, or if you're thinking maybe I am a junior senior, you know, or maybe I am, you you always kind of are anywhere you are, or you're, you know, because I mean, well, uh, what one thing I'll say is that there are situations where you are beyond many of the people in your organization, but just like anything, there's always someone out there better than you, and accepting that fact, if you're really competitive. You'll go in like, I'm going to ratchet my skills up to be better than that imaginary person I planted in my brain. <laughs> but if you're okay with the fact that there's someone out there better than you, then be the best on your team for your team. You know, yeah. and really that's what you can, that's all you can really, if that's all you can pay attention to right now, don't feel bad about it is what I'm trying to say, you know? Um, I totally agree. And, you know, one other thing I want to mention too is like this other thing, this is like kind of my motto <laughs> whenever I, I think about it. the titles and stuff. Call me what you want, but pay me what I'm worth. <laughs> you know? There you go. So, there you go. You know, if I'm not worth senior, that's fair. You know, let's talk about why I'm not senior, but, you know, um, pay me what I'm worth. So, you know, that's what, that's the thing Like goes back to what you were talking about before where we're, we're going to see, you know, we're going to test the waters. You're going to be a junior. We're going to pay you for a junior, but we want to make sure you can do the job as a senior, which by the way, most of the time is totally arbitrary, subjective bullshit anyway. It's mostly a yeah. way for the org to save money so they don't have to pay you more. And maybe you don't have to have the bonus because the next level is a bonus. So we, we could save the bonus for a year and we can allocate that money, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's all bullshit. And I, I think like, to me, that's a huge red flag when orgs do that. Um, mm -hmm. because I, I think it, it's, it, it's completely disrespectful to the people that work for them. And if you're listening and you do that for the love of God, stop, because it just makes you look like a giant asshole. Frankly, <laughs> that's, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I'm gonna, say I'm gonna send this to every single person I've worked with that's done that. And <laughs> let me tell it. you what, that's not a list of one. <laughs> it's a, it's a really shitty thing to do. And, uh, I just think it, it's completely disrespectful to the people, uh, call them what you want, pay them what they're worth. Love it.
That's a really good way to put it. Boom. Great points. Thanks, Tom. Um, if you just have to think about Little Mario and Big Mario, and uh, if that if that's how it helps you remember all this, that's great. Yeah. If uh, if if somehow you relate this back to Jeremy's trip to <laughs> Michigan, and that <laughs> helps does. you remember this, that works great. I love it. And if you're one of those a holes that Jeremy mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, Maybe that'll help you remember, and you'll just go, and maybe you can have a nice um, cold bath tonight because you don't deserve bath. a warm one. Uh, one, I just thought of another thing, Derek. Sorry, I know we're going to wrap this up. You have to go, by the way. You have a hard stop. No, you I don't give go. A shit. Uh, I, I, I thought you had to go. No, so I, just I know. I, well, I do at some point, but uh, not right yeah. now. Not right this second. But I had a thought about this. Like, if you find that you are that junior senior, I think yeah. the worst thing you can do is pretend like you are bigger than you are. So like having the ego says, well, like, well, I'm a senior, so I'm going to throw my weight around or, you know, insist that you know Big more time. than a junior because you, you have the title of senior. If you're doing that <laughs> and it's not your fault that you got to that level, um, but you still do that, you're a giant jerk. <laughs> so don't do that. If you yeah. found yourself there, embrace the fact that you aren't where you think you should be based on your title and figure out, like you said before, what do you have to do to get to where you need to go? You know, or or how would you have to do to get to where you're supposed to be? I guess is a better way to say Mm -hmm. that. You know, so if you just, like you said, instead of playing video, go learn how to do something. What is it that, you know, you found you didn't know how to do a senior should do. You didn't know how to do it. Maybe I should go figure that out. So next time this thing comes up, I will know how to do it. You know? Yeah. So leave the ego out of it. I think that's the worst thing you could do is like throw your weight around as the over-level junior, senior, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, and pretend as if you are perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and not have that sort of Socratic ignorance of not knowing, you know, understanding that you don't know everything and, and embracing the idea that you need to grow and learn. Socratic ignorance. That's the that best before? thing I've heard all week. You never heard that before? No, but I'm 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 gonna look it up and write it down. Socratic ignorance. So that Socratic ignorance was is the idea. Well, you know, it's funny. I actually almost minored in philosophy in college. (laughs) Back in the day, funny story, Derek. Back in the day, this was my second semester at LSU. So um, my first semester at LSU. I got TOPS. Remember TOPS? This is a, yeah, for those yeah, who yeah. are listening, TOPS is like a scholarship program for Louisiana residents that paid paid for your school. But you had to keep a 3.0 GPA or you lost it <laughs> forever. You can never get it back. And I did really well. First semester, 3.5. Second semester, Derek? Uh-oh. Because I was playing, remember I was playing music and bands and I was playing, we did oh, this yeah. open mic night every Tuesday. So like, you know, I was drinking almost every single night of the week. GPA, 1.2. <laughs> Well, that's, that's not that's not high. <laughs> Lost tops, but that semester, Derek, I had I took I actually had scheduled fifteen hours, and okay. um, I had I can't even remember what classes they were, but it was like geology, something I don't rocks. know, accounting maybe I can't remember geology, what it was. and I had a philosophy class, and um, I got all D's except for the philosophy class. I got an A. <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was, this is probably where I, I, I actually almost minored in philosophy. I had a lot of, I tried to take a philosophy class every semester. Anyway, Socratic ignorance, Derek. That's um, uh, back, do you know, you know, familiar with Socrates. He was put to death. Yeah, he was, uh, Socrates. Because he, yeah, because uh, <laughs> he, um, I can't remember exactly now. I'm, I'm talking about it as if I know and I, I'm screwing this up. But anyway, so, uh, they asked him, you know, do you know everything? You know, and he said, the only thing I know for certain is that I don't know everything. And that's that is Socratic ignorance. <laughs> so, wow. anyway, that's Brilliant that's guy. what that is. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was smart. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, but they killed him. So, yeah, dicks. Yeah, a bunch of jerks. All yeah. those Greeks, man. Um, 
so yeah, anyway, embrace that, that idea of uh, Socratic ignorance and, and learn, learn, learn what you don't know. Don't be a jerk. Well, the funny thing is sometimes there are generally good, there's general good advice for any situation where you feel a little uncomfortable. And usually it's learn something new. Yeah. And I'd say that if I told you learn something new in your role, think about would that help me or hurt me? So if I'm a junior senior, yeah, is it gonna hurt you? And I learned something new. Yeah, what's the harm? You know, worse it could happen. Just yeah, <laughs> but what's the worst it could happen? So and also something about learning things and finding that like you know so even something as as I mean it's it's significant to me, but even something as small as a new term, a new phrase, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've never heard of Socratic ignorance, mm. but now it's now it's in me. It's like a it's like a part of me now. You'll never forget. And it. I can think about that when I. When I go into situations where I, you know, may think I'm the shit and I'm really just a piece of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> a small, a small piece. A small piece <laughs> of shit. Um, oh, man, that's a good one. So, anyway. Right on, Derek. All right, man. Well, this was good. Fun to get back. I'm glad we got a chance to chat. This was a good topic today, too. It was pertinent. Work, There's bro. a lot of conversations happening on LinkedIn in the last couple of months about this idea of overleveling and things like that as well. So, it's pretty okay. interesting to see. And it happens quite a bit in UX design. A lot of people, they end up being seniors way before they probably should. And it's just a it's just a dang old mess, Derek. Yeah. Happens in software development too, my man. Oh, yeah, Big man. time. Big time. True that, baby. True that. All right, Derek. It's been so long. I think I almost forgot. <laughs> I think I forgot the script. <laughs> I never actually wrote the script. Uh, let me see how I can remember. Let me see how I can remember. Uh, <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you check us out at RetroTimePodcast.com, RetroTimePod on X. Yeah, I haven't checked. I haven't logged in. Anymore, <laughs> yeah, well, so. no, it's, it might be. <laughs> we never um, did create a Threads account. <laughs> and, yeah, we got we to figure all that out. But uh, check us. Make sure you email us at RetroTimePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, no, hello at RetroTimePodcast.com. <laughs> That's the <laughs> more professional version. <laughs> instead, check us out at hello at retrotimepodcast.com you know, or either. Gmail, uh, either. Do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> we don't care. Um, but most importantly, um, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, just take showers because that's a, that's a whole situation that I got myself into. We'll, t- we'll say over the past three years, just take showers, okay? <laughs> or baths. That's I don't it. even want to know. I don't even want to ask. <laughs> I just want to let you know. <laughs> I just want to let you just keep keep, oh, keep that hygiene up. Keep the hygiene up. Well, Derek spoken, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, you heard it here. It's <laughs> a good thing. Oh, man. All right. That's it. <laughs> Good way to end it, Derek. Uh, make sure to check us out, retrotimepodcast.com. Derek, get yourself some stickers, retrotimepodcast.com slash stickers. Forgot that. That's right. Leave us a five-star review. Yes. Apple Podcasts, not just five stars. We're talking about a couple sentences, Derek, because Apple loves that stuff, and so do we. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've already left our own five-star review, so we can't keep leaving anymore. So we need <laughs> you guys out there listening to leave your own five-star review. And if you've made it this far... The chances are very good you've already left a five star review. <laughs> yeah, you're our number so, one. Fan tell your mom and far. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think I'm done. If you want to also, if you want personal advice, um, email us at <laughs> hello at retrotime.com. Retro we'll podcast. probably we'll probably give it to you. The chances just are good personal we already advice. know you and we'll just go get coffee. Yeah. Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked about this yet as a group, but I mean, I won't see a problem if somebody messages say, "Hey, can you set up a, a podcast just to talk to me?" We'll probably do it. Yeah, that's called an interview, Derek. We've done those. An interview. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an interview. <laughs> We've done those in the past. 
Yeah, we've done that. All right. Oh, good Lord. All right, Derek. This was fun. I'm glad to get back into it. Uh, you know, the thing is funny is, is uh, so I, I think everybody knows it there. I, I record my closet. And there is no vent in the closet. There's no AC in the closet. It is very small. It is very humid, especially when I'm in here for a full hour. And the door's closed. <laughs> There's, it's like I'm sweating my ass off right now. Um, one of the major, major drawbacks of uh, recording a podcast with you in the summer is that I sweat my ass off. And so it's nice uh, going into fall now. It's going to be nice and cool in the closet. <laughs> It'll be a little humid, a little muggy, but not too hot. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Derek. That's that's the moral of that story. That's really the only reason we took off. It's because <laughs> his ass would have been too hot. Too much oh, swamp, swamp ass. Swamp ass, Derek. <laughs> Speaking of showers, I'm going to go shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. No All right, take it easy. <laughs>